You are listening to Open Democracy. I am Not Your Refugee, a podcast in collaboration with some of the refugee community organizers, activists, and artists working to challenge stereotypes around migration. With thanks to the Pulitzer Center for Funding Support. Hi and welcome back to this week's episode focusing on art and migration. Here we are in Istanbul, an art gallery, a community space, and a place where artists can create in peace. Barbara Flood is visiting Art Here Istanbul. Is there anywhere a bit quieter? Is there anywhere a bit quieter? Quieter. A little bit, little bit, just even... Very quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Oh. Hello. Hi, how are, how are you? We're looking for somewhere quiet. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, stay. No, no, even 10 okay. minutes. You can stay if you want. No, no, it's okay, it's okay. I'm sure? smoking. Good. Sure? Time for break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, recording studio. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yes. <laughs> I am Omar Berakdar. I'm a Syrian artist, photographer, new media artist, founder of Art Here Istanbul, this place obviously in Istanbul, founded in 2014, originally by Syrian artists, but not the aim only Syrian artists, we say is like the opportunity to help all artists who are, we say, dis- displaced or from conflict zone. So any artist who finding difficulties in finding place to work, uh, place to network, and the people who comes here is everybody who want to interact with each other for an art project. So they say, we don't declare the priority for helping, let's say, artists from conflict zone, but it's more kind of place where everybody can meet. We have some funds and some project where we help directly the artists who are displaced or having difficulty continuing the art, let's say, project. And at the same time, we have international art residency where everybody, any, let's say, people interested in the art of this region or people who have projects related to our specialities, what we uh, do the most. So in a way, this environment, when you say artists from Turkey, let's say from Syria, Iran, Pakistan, Yemen, England, Colombia, the United States, when they all meet, they meet for an art project, but the outcome is more kind of People understand each other culture, then their type of work and they kind of, they say, we hope that the influence in what they're going to do in the future is more understanding. They more get into the sense of other cultures. So in a way, this kind of place will melt those boundaries. And as we say, it's like space without borders. It's like people can really meet and have a more relaxing work environment. As you notice, it's like the place is cozy. People can feel comfortable. 
We have a very wide network, so anybody who wants to work in any topic, we can, in a way, guide him or put him into the right people. You know, it's like the first thing people who move from one place or forced to move to one place to another for their arts practice is to access to the resources and the public places to show. He is very much into new media, sound installation, uh, music. We do lots of concerts and we focus with the concert we do to mix different practices. So there will be a musician from Turkey, one from Iran, accompanied by a oud player from Syria or kanun player from Greece. And this is the charm of it. We... We heard here music from Balkan, from the United States, from the UK, from all over, from Colombia. This is one of the, with the aim we're trying to achieve. And do you get much interest from the Turkish public? Of course, we have. Uh, we exist in Istanbul in a way, so lots of uh, artists from Turkey are interested in, of course, The majority of our public is, let's say, from Turkey, let's say 75% from Turkey, and the rest are mixed international in a way. And as I explained at the beginning, that's we try to help any artists who have difficulties. And we know that also artists from Turkey having lots of difficulties. So we do exhibition specifically for artists from Turkey, for group from Turkey. So it's not, we do not try, really try to focus to, we, we focus on the project and we like this idea that we uh, contribute in this community here in supporting also the art in, in, in the place here. You, we just had the space at the beginning, there's nothing in it. Then we started in a way to create this kind of the exhibitions. We built the dark room. Then we had a new media lab, so electronics, 3D printing. So in a way, we tried to focus on all type of art for, for classic painting, They have a kind of small uh, workshop where they can work with wood. They can even make their own frame to stretch their canvas on it. So they can do it here. They can paint here. We provided storing place for them, for their artwork and exhibit place. Like We noticed that there's a lot of places here, art studio, but they never open to public. You see from outside, you're curious, but there you can't see. Here we say we opened the door, we offered at the beginning a cafe, so you can sit, bring your laptop and work while we are working at the same time. And this is like a specific type of communication where we always interact with the people. They don't come and have coffee and live in peace. We don't let them, we keep <laughs> talking to them. So, in a way, this is developed that the more we had artists or people working with us, they brought their own practice with them. For example, since uh, one of our team is from Iran, a couple and the musician, so we, in a way, they brought this kind of 
jam session every two weeks because of their kind of interest in music. We built this music room here we're sitting in. One of our team is German artists who work in sound and uh, light. And it's in between, he always here, now he's in Berlin. So in a way, when I also go to Berlin, I work in his studio. This kind of connection also brought what's in Germany, the artists in sound. So you see each artist bring what he got. I work in the dark room, so I introduced this for a lot of people who are still interested in the uh, analog photography, which is now going back and very fashionable. Yeah. So the black and white, the color, the, the ambience of uh, black and white photographs. So it's like, as we say, it's like just an open space. Our aim is to keep this space open, to have tolerance as much as we can and work together to keep having some funds to keep the place going and open. Really fantastic, like you've built a whole community. In a way, we say, like, you know, if you see on the entrance, we say we are art center, art residency and art community. Like, how important is it to have places that are run by refugees or people of refugee backgrounds? I don't, in a way, more support the idea of refugee because it's bring people who coming to see refugees. So in a way, we always, we do not declare that, or oh, people who know us know, but it's like in normal day, people passing or checking for us, they will come to see art. Because for me, when you, you give the artist a description, he's a refugee artist, it takes something from him can move at one point to charity art in a way. I highly appreciate the motive of the people they want to support, but at some times for the people who keep being uh, cornered in their refugee place, it's hard for them. So they prefer not to be seen as a refugee artist. You see the artwork, you talk to them, then you understand they are refugee or from that place or this place. It's this, this, the process we like it to do that. So you, you see the practice, maybe you see something different and they say, oh, why this is like this? Ah, oh, yes, because this is from culture. I'm coming from this location. Then you understand, then it's like, we try to escape this, uh, as we say, the cage of refugee for artists. My name is Shirin Zarati, and I'm uh, one of the members in Art Here Istanbul. The latest project that is exhibiting right now, it's a virtual creation residency. It's called Reshape. Uh, it happened in collaboration with uh, four partners, one in Mozambique, one in Switzerland, and one in Iran, and one in Turkey. Yeah. Uh, there were eight artists who participated, and they collaborated uh, online with, with each other, two by two. Uh, and the result is what you can see now.
One of the artists is actually a musician. Okay. He's an American who lives in Berlin. Uh, and uh, two other are performers. Okay. Uh, another one is also a musician, Bashak Yavuz, uh, here in Istanbul. She's one of the most famous jazz singers here. Uh, so I hope you like the works. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I look forward to listening to them. This is the second edition of this uh, residency and uh, it started during the pandemic and of course we couldn't have like physical uh, residencies so they thought of this uh, virtual version of it and it's interdisciplinary so uh, it's quite interesting to see how mediums uh, can change and collaborate together. So we had like a dancer for example working with the industrial designer, you know, it's very different uh, mediums but it's to be working out. It's amazing. The whole place has got a really nice vibe. It's going to be hard to get that across on the radio, just how <laughs> relaxed it is. Like when you come in, the fire is lit, there's tea on the boil. Yeah, everybody feels at home here. That's our goal, to make anyone who just comes in to feel part of the space and can find a project or something to do here. I think the members who work here uh, this is our feeling that there is no difference between the art practices, if with nationality you come from, age, anything. So because we all feel this way, uh, also the atmosphere itself gives this vibe to anyone who enters. And so they feel safe to work uh, here and exhibit and do whatever kind of project they feel like. Why do you think it's important to have... Um you know, people from all different nationalities working together. Why is that so important, especially now? I mean, I think it's always been important because uh, we are all uh, trying to be artists or we are already artists and uh, art should be our language and not uh, the nationality to make a difference between us. So to have a space that nobody cares where you're from and you can work with anyone and actually because we have like uh, residencies here, like physical residencies, we host a lot of uh, exhibitions and concerts that are from all over the world. So people get to also physically meet a lot of people from other nationalities and will if they know something, they can teach this person and also vice versa. We say here, for example, we are four or five members, but uh, in reality, we are so many more. Uh, but a lot of them just pass through and work for like six months here and then go on. So we grow as a community also. That's good, yeah, because Istanbul is kind of like feels like a very transitory place for some people. Exactly. Geographically, it's, yeah. it works that way very well. And also Istanbul is, uh, if we think about it, for example, uh, a lot of countries in Middle East are not so free to go to Europe easily. But Istanbul is a place that they can come and uh, it kind of feels the same for Europeans for different reasons. And when they come here, so this is like the point that they can meet and work together. What's your favorite thing about this whole place? Or what, do you, like, what aspect of it? Or? Um, I started here as an intern. Uh, I was a student in Germany and I came here and started as an intern. And uh, I was looking for... Uh, like, what am I supposed to do? What is my job here? And after a while, I realized that uh, nobody here has like a um, 
like for example, Omar as the founder of the space would never tell me like, Shirin, this is your job. So the space is open for you to find your own project. And I think this is something unique in an art space. And usually this kind of mentality uh, means that the space will fail. But this space has been working since 2014 with the same mentality and it works. And you have uh, more opportunities to find uh, things that you can do as a job that maybe you would never thought beforehand uh, you could do this. And when you come to space that there's like so many things needed to be taken care of and you have the choice to choose, uh, I think it's very uh, free. From Istanbul to Amman, Jordan, Barbara meets illustrator and painter Haya Halau, who's having her first solo exhibition show in Jacaranda Gallery in Amman. My name is Haya Halau. I'm an Assyrian illustrator based in Amman. We are at Jacaranda Gallery uh, at Rainbow Street uh, at my solo exhibition. And it's titled Of Home and Land. I didn't know if I really love or hate my country. After I experienced all of these events and they were very scarring and scary. And I looked at everyone around me and how they changed after um, this horrible experience, or let's not call it experience, after the war. So it's like more of a human journey of everyone everyone's journey after this horrible uh, thing that happened. Yeah, because I think sometimes people think um, that experiences like that, like war, and uh, that they can make people stronger and communities stronger, but it's actually the opposite. It's... Yeah, yeah. I'm, one of many of the discussions I have of people that came uh, from Syria after all of this, like, we are, we are all ready to trade this scarring event for being strong. Like, we don't want to be stronger. Like, I don't want to be strong. I don't want to live this. I don't. And I always say, like, my art is a healing journey for me because no therapy was enough for me. Like, uh, seeing everyone devastated, losing everything. Um, it was very devastating and, and art was my own therapy, but I, I think I will never be able to get over it, no matter how much I work, no matter how much I produce. Um, I became like a broken record with my, with my work and I'm afraid I'm repeating myself, but at the same time, it's my outlet. And, and sometimes I want to trade it. Like, I don't want to be an artist. <laughs> I don't want to live all of this trauma, you know? <laughs> Yeah. That painting, mm. Borders, was one that really stood out. Can you describe it a little bit for the listener? So it's a, it's a man surrounded by a very thin, um, a, a thin thread. No matter how close you are to moving forward or to move to another place, there's like just a small little thread stopping you from all of this. It could be, I don't know, your passport as a Syrian, <laughs> your passport, <laughs> or your own um, 
lack of uh, of uh, like um, courage. Yeah, I love the, the the people as well. Look like half animal, half human. Or yeah, that, that's intentional, obviously. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, there's one that's called Fetch. It's like a, a human dog. Um, it's about um, how our government used these human dogs to do the, the job for them. It's almost like an obeying dog. I mean, some of them are more obvious, like the one, this one. Mm. I get the name of it. Yeah. The uh, sacrifice. Yeah. The sacrifice, yeah. Um, the sacrifice is literally a man like sacrificing his body to the land. He, he almost became a tree. Um, and you can see like uh, a dead look behind his eyes. Um, I mean, <laughs> like, I wish, I wish Syrians um, go to a group therapy. <laughs> like we, we're assigned to a group therapy session every week to talk about everything because it's, it's more than losing a house or losing a street or someone it's it's like a long process of devastating events one after one like it, it changes your whole psyche your whole being you're not who you are anymore the whole exhibition was about also my uh, my mental health journey because uh, I came out of Syria not aware that I was having uh, uh, panic attacks. I didn't know what panic attacks were, really. And I used to go for long, long walks in nature. Like, if I found a couple of trees in a street, I go and I enjoy it and I take photos. And this is how I produce all of this. I found comfort in, in nature and in the little details of nature. And it reminded me of my own village in Syria. And I found it very comforting. What's your favorite painting, or what one are you most proud of? Um, I think it's Roots, um, because it's um, it's very serene. Like I had a, a healthy thought of my country. Like I, it reminded me of the good times, really, that unfortunately don't exist anymore there. Um, so it's a it's a happy memory for me. And it's almost like she's in a pool. But yeah. she's in the ground, but she's like in water. Almost. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. Um, many people told me that um, it's it's a kind of a feminist piece because it's almost like she's showing what's what's appropriate for her to to show, and she's hidden underwater, uh, under the ground, um, with the rest of her naked body. But, but a lot of people like have that healthy relationship with their land. Um, they're happy there, they're happy to be there. They're living in serenity. How did this uh, exhibition happen? Um, I exhibited a couple of pieces here before and I came to Barbara, the owner of uh, Jacaranda. She really believed in me and I'm very, very lucky to have her. It's one of the galleries that I really trust their taste and opinion and what they're doing, really.
I work on children's books mainly, uh -huh. yeah, very different from this. <laughs> uh, but I want to keep um, developing the idea maybe and come to a more, um, uh, a very healthy and happy place with my art that I'm no longer like um, processing everything that happened with my art. Um, and maybe that would happen in the future after this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fantastic what you've done so far. Thank this you. Is, yeah, Thank you. Okay, will we go for a cup of tea? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we head to Cork Island and an artist called Hina Han, whose exhibition no Saradai, No Borders, draws on her family history of forced migration from Pakistan and her own deeply personal ideas around borders and nationalism. My name is Hina Khan and I'm living in Ireland since 2015 and I'm based in Kinsale. Would you describe yourself as Irish-Pakistani now or what way would you describe your identity? Yeah, being living in here in seven years and I feel like uh, Ireland is second home for me and uh, I am feel like Irish-Pakistani, Pakistani-Irish. <laughs> I am working on the topic of migration and I am really connecting this migration towards uh, my, uh, my grandparents' migration when India and Pakistan being made. So I'm really uh, interested, like how people form the borders and how they, uh, like uh, how they divide the humanity because they are putting the people into the different boxes, and then they are very rigid and very strict. Like you, they they really want to care about their nationalities. It's not an easy like, uh, but I really try to uh, give a shape of a map which is not. There is no border. There is water. There is earth. There is mountains, there is different uh, visual vocabulary which is symbolizes with the earth, but there is no borders. I just create a map of the world and in that map of the world, it's very humongous, it's 15 feet longer. It almost, uh, yeah, it almost take over all the wall of the gallery. I'm inspired by the work of Ansem Kiefer because his sizes really inspired me. And in my new exhibition, my uh, the work I, uh, I prepared is very humongous. It's not very small. But now I'm experimenting with the size. I'm really a big fan of uh, Michelangelo, Sadikan from uh, Asia. So like these people are, uh, these people's work, when I saw their humongous pieces, I really don't... Uh, I really want to express my ideologies with symbolism in that scale. So that is my <laughs> my thing. I hope someone gives you a, a church ceiling to, to experiment on. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> it's really interesting. I like your work is beautiful. And I, I love that. There was one you did. It was a Roots. Uh, roots is symbolically is all about India and Pakistan border. They just divided like we draw on the paper, the lines. I can draw the lines in between. And uh, that's how it's a big mess. And it is a big, my biggest migration, I think, at that time. It's 73 years are gone, but uh, 
it's not uh, acceptable still people are really uh, feeling heart wrenching and they don't like some people are still crying i interview a lot of people who are in in their late 70s or 80s i am the next generation my grandparents were migrated but still like when i go through with the history uh, with the books of sadat hasan manto and different writer like asbat um, juhtai and uh, intezar hosain these are the writers who write about all the literature about partition and when i go through it's 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 not going somewhere it's alive because it's a, it's a 15 million people displacement at that time and currently now i'm towards the situation of the of the people like a few months ago like ukrainian are really they are enjoying their lives they don't feel like they will be in the war zone all of the sudden what do you think about the term refugee artist like do you find that um like reductive are you happy with that title or what what do you think of the idea of labeling an artist as a refugee artist or as a migrant artist art is universal and art is trying to create the uh, like connectivity with the people it's not about to put the people into the boundaries and categories and i don't think so we can divide we can see the art piece through that perspective we can see the art piece as an art piece and that is very important and i am uh, I, i i was working like last three years i was working with the dublin arts and human rights festival so i'm really really strongly thinking like we cannot uh, uh, put up people into the categories because we are all human so it is about um, like that is all i am working on so i i didn't categorize people into different categories like at the end like after 100 years people will see the artwork they don't see the the categories i don't feel uh, like to be put in different people into different categories this is all art and artists are different they are not like thinking in the in the same paradox you know yeah it's like they don't call um you know freddie mercury a, a refugee singer you know or they don't call einstein a refugee scientist or like yeah even uh, you know uh, a lot of uh, artists migrate and like uh, you know uh, picasso when he migrated there and his work leonardo carrington when people like who migrated who explore a lot and who pro, uh, like uh, give a better picture i think through their exploration but every story is different everybody have a different story and different different people have different background and mainly my message is uh, to create this kind of world to see the things with the b- uh, better and broader picture not from the small things What do you think of the the label refugee artist or what what do you think about that idea? Um I think um in the in the art uh, community you, uh, there's a lot of people that look at it as of someone climbing that that uh, crisis like we're trying it's almost like we're using this this thing to become more famous to climb on the trend but you can always see like uh, the genuine work you can feel it no matter how unaware of it you are 
and the whole term of refugee, I think, um, I don't know, it breaks my heart, like, to think of, of just uh, borders and, and how, like, almost we're, we're putting people in these little boxes, like, you're not allowed to move from here to here because you live in there. And, mm -hmm. and all of this idea of borders and, and uh, even the, the, the wider um, understanding of uh, a country, what a country is, what a home is and why I'm not allowed to move there because, because of my nationality and my religion or whatever. I feel like we're all humans and, and this whole, um, uh, what's called term, refugee is, is very, um, sometimes inhumane. Thanks to all artists who talked to Barbara Flood for this program. Hina Khan in Cork, Ireland, Haya Halau in Amman, Jordan, and Omar Berakdar and Shirin Zarati in Art Here, Istanbul. We have put some links with this show so you can find out more about their art and see more of their paintings, illustrations, and photography. Thanks for listening and see you again next episode when we'll be talking to members of the LGBTQ refugee community in Turkey. That's next episode on I'm Not Your Refugee with myself, Mahmoud Hasino, and producer, Barbara Flott. listening to a podcast supported by Open Democracy. If you liked it, please consider making a small donation to help us do more. As a small media organization, Open Democracy relies on the backing of people like you to keep going. Go to opendemocracy.net now to support our work. And one more thing, to avoid missing out on future episodes, don't forget to subscribe to this show in your favorite podcast app.